This reporter places the blame for all of this squarely on you, the viewers. Uh, would you say we'd be venturing into a zone of danger? It doesn't matter what you think! You're listening to the Our Take Podcast with Brian Sherman. He had a full head, you know, all the way till the end. It was white, and I was hoping to get that. I was hoping to get, like, the full head and... Uh, it was really hard to cut it off. And Spencer Rogers. To be a good pilot, you have to be able to make good decisions. And I know what my credit score is, so I know I don't make good decisions. This is the Arctic Podcast. From Scary Parrot Media Studios in Ogden, Utah, it's the Arctic Podcast, episode 63. I'm Brian. I am hungry. No, I'm Spencer. I'm actually not hungry. It's a special episode. We have Dr. Ethan Patrick Bayham. What's up, man? Not much, man. How's it going? <laughs> you know you can just leave the doctor out, right? That's no, I'm fine. not going to do that. Uh, he's here to join you us for this episode. that, doctor. We're going to be having some, a lot of money. Yeah. some doc talk later. Today is August 12th. Uh-huh. On this day oh, in history, in 1990, the yeah. largest dinosaur fossil was found. Wow. American paleontologist Sue Hendrickson found the fossiled remains of a Tyrannosaurus rex in the state of South Dakota. Sue, as the dinosaur is now informally called after its discoverer, is thought to have been 14 feet tall when alive. Wow. That's impressive. Now, just hang on just a second, though. Okay. I How would... big is the T-Rex in Jurassic Park? Everything in Jurassic Park is completely fake. Especially... The dinosaurs are fake? Yeah, the raptors. <laughs> look it up. Raptors look nothing like that. They're also... Like this bit, they're they're only a couple feet off the ground. People can't see. They have feathers. That's why I said a couple feet off the ground. Yeah, they have feathers, and there's only one species of Velociraptor that's anywhere near as big as the ones in the movie. And it is a newlier discovered species, and it is the Utah Raptor. What word did you just say? Newlier. 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 But yeah, T Rex in Jurassic Park seems a lot bigger than 14 feet. Yeah, it does. I mean, 14 feet's big. The thing is, is like a brontosaurus seems like it would be much bigger than that. But they're not. They're not that big. How do you know how big a brontosaurus well, you is? You can see their freaking skeleton. I mean, think about the brontosaurus in Jurassic Park. Yeah. They drive up to massive. it in a Jeep and they hardly come to its knee. Yeah. Let's look. A just, brontosaurus. Just like me. Length, 69 to 75 feet. Now that's, you know, n- snout to oh, tail. Oh, okay. But I mean. How tall So if was it was average? standing up, it'd be... Did you know the brontosaurus is now called? Yeah, it cha- there is a no brontosaurus. There is no brontosaurus. Yes. That's stupid. I, I, I know. Yeah, dinosaurs are really confusing. When you know when you go to the fossil museum and you're like, ah, oh, that's a T. Rex, and then you go up to it and it's like a this is a Scaliohumus. It was really a Rex, and you're like, what? No, that's that's a T. Rex. Let's yeah. face it, though, we call dinosaurs by the name that we learned when we were kids. Why? Yeah. Why did they? There's I only mean, four. There's only four dinosaurs. Why did they change it? The Tyrannosaurus. And the brontosaurus, brontosaurus, pterodactyl, and the pterodactyl, and then in nineteen ninety in nineteen ninety three, okay. <laughs> in nineteen ninety three, we learned about the the raptor. No one knew about the raptor until Jurassic just, Park. We know let's everything say, that was featured in the Land Before Time. Let's just say how many we know exactly. Sharp tooth, sharp tooth, little foot. <laughs> <laughs> let's think of all the ones we can think of. Here we go. Okay, T Rex. Yeah, brontosaurus. Okay. I know Brachiosaurus because I know Brontosaurus, but apparently none of those exist anymore. Yeah, no. Velociraptor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Stegosaurus. Yeah. Triceratops. Right. Pterodactyl. Dilop- 
Shut Di- up. What Dil- is it? Dilophosaurus. Dilophosaurus, only because of Jurassic Park. Okay. I always liked the Ankylosaurus when I was a kid. I don't know what that is. It's I like the, the one with the big, the, like, the anal, rock balls anal, on its tail that whip around. Oh, yeah. Rock balls. I don't know. Rock balls will be at Warp well, this year. Well, uh, the Brontosaurus, I'm going to keep calling it that. That's it's about 15 feet tall at the hips. Oh. Raid ru- raid, weighed roughly 33 to 38 tons. How much does an elephant weigh? Not that much. That's still taller than the T-Rex you just talked about, though. Even well, yeah, I hip. thought a Brontosaurus would be bigger than, yeah. a, than a T-Rex. Yeah, I did, too. But they're 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 leaf eaters. I don't, yeah, I don't think right. they were prey. It's clearly a better diet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, African bush elephants weigh thirteen thousand pounds. Bush elephants. That's my nickname. <laughs> <laughs> so they used to They'll call also me in be a warped tour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of weird uh, animals, because dinosaurs are kind of weird. Yeah. You heard of a tardigrade? Yeah. Yeah, they're all the rage. The little microscopic. The water bears. There was an episode water bear. of uh, Family Guy about them. They have and. They have like eight feet. It's like the whole premise of Star Trek Discovery. Don't they have six? Eight. Uh, according to this picture, oh, right. this rendering. They're on the moon, know, though. That's what memory. I was going to say. The Israelis, <laughs> our allies. Those Jews. <laughs> just crashed their spacecraft called Bear Sheet. Bear Shit. Uh, <laughs> during a failed landing attempt on April 11th. Why would you? Listen, if you're on the ground and you're like, you know what we should send to space? Yeah. Tardigrades. Have you seen the movie Life? Have you seen that? Yeah, that is not a great idea. And so now the moon is infested with tardigrades. They're going to survive. Who basically can't die. Yeah. I mean, they're eating our flags. Yeah. You know? They're going to come back we have, and kill we us. we got six flags up there. They're going to come back and but kill I mean, us. We have them here. They haven't done us any harm. Yeah, but we keep them not under yet. control here. <laughs> we can't yet. control them on the moon. What if the moon just slowly disappeared? Speaking, <laughs> speaking of the moon... Um. <laughs> so, uh, guess what happened uh, this Sunday? I don't know what happened. Mr. Mad Mike himself, the limo driver turned uh, DIY rocketeer. Ah, oh, did he launch himself to space on his steam rocket? <laughs> no, better. Well, I, I I looked it up to see if he was still alive because obviously launching a steam rocket is ridiculous, and this guy's already stupid because he thinks the Earth is flat. Yeah, but just to pile on his stupidity, the launch was scrapped uh, due to due to well, they said weather, but the real reason is uh, a faulty water heater that Mad Mike purchased on Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> that wait i mean i mean i know how you make steam right yeah how is this supposed to work like he just generates so much steam I actually think it forces it out of a nozzle just like a rocket but not flame like the water be- has to heat to 400 degrees the temperature <laughs> required to create the steam to propel the rocket it's just like it makes sense but i don't know how high it could possibly yeah, I mean, it I took mean, like 7 million pounds of thrust. I know. Which is each- why you would buy it on Craigslist. That <laughs> <laughs> seems like the most... What is it, wasn't Here we've got the Saturn V rocket that has, you know, it's like 100 feet tall and how it's much... Like 300 feet yeah. tall. Wasn't the space shuttle... Even the space shuttle, didn't it have... Yeah, wasn't yeah, it yeah. 7 million in, yeah. e- in each one? So yeah. it's 14 million but pounds But he's like, you know what? I'm going to just... 
introduce steam and show these guys. What is he hoping for, just to see a little bit of curve? Well, he's, he keeps trying to get higher and higher so that he can prove that Has the he Earth... done this before? Why yes. doesn't he yes. just get on an aircraft and go somewhere? You know what? That's actually a great question. Because uh, Red Bull dude, they go to forty thousand feet, right? And, uh, and he could just look out the window. How high? Yeah, because how high the government, like the government is controlling the, the. Those aren't actually windows when you're outside mm, the airplane. Just, just screens. They're screens, high right. definition screens, so that we can't see the slight curvature. I think yeah. so. But Red Bull dude, remember that guy who jumped out of a? Yeah, a I just watched that video like again the other day. Like gives you butterflies every time. And you remember, like they could see him tumbling, and they're like, "Dude, if he tumbles any faster, he's gonna die." See, yeah. I, it's what I want to. Let's take let's take Mad Mike up there and just push him out. Just a weather balloon <laughs> with no with no parachute. Just push him on out. Yeah, <laughs> what we need is a platform and say, get the, a running the, start, a flat Earth platform. Get a running start, and then you'll you'll go into a slight orbit before you hit <laughs> the ground. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, man. so. Whatever, man. Hopefully, tardigrades. He's uh, yeah. He he's trying to get to the moon to to rescue the tardigrades. Mm. Um, steam and a steam powered oh rocket that, that worked. He like, on what if it was like, choo, yeah. choo, 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 <laughs> like a train? <laughs> so n- apparently, he was sponsored by some dating site, and he's uh, getting more publicity now because he's going to be on a science channel show called oh, Come On Really DIY Rocketeers. The Science Channel, yeah, is hosting this flat no, Earther. A Science Channel. A science. Are you sure <laughs> it's not DIY Rocketeers? Is that what you said, or is he on the? No, science it's channel? the Science Channel. What the oh, heck, man? That's that is the epitome of selling out. When you're giving a show to a flat Earther on the Science Channel. Unless it's going to be like that net, that Netflix documentary where it's all it's all a build up to proving them wrong. I know. <laughs> Are you ready for a quote here from from Mike? Um, this is his uh, Hughes gave on August 11th. Hughes gave another motivation for his latest launch attempt. This launch is about my personal desire to inspire my fellow Americans to help make this country great again. Um, what? Hold no. on. Trump is the greatest president since there's been a president, Hughes added. I intended to spread the word MAGA with my homegrown steam-powered manned, manned rocket. I am the homegrown rocket man. It's not a word. What? MAGA. It's an acronym. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what? What? Um, flat Earthers and Trump. Speaking about Trump and politics, I signed up for the seven-day free trial of Showtime okay. <laughs> so that I could watch season two of Our Cartoon President, which is actually a really funny show. Yeah. <laughs> it's made by Stephen Colbert. That's where you get the drops. Yeah, I get some from there. Yeah, yeah. it's the like the Hannity. Well, this is where... Ted Cruz. This, yeah. Ted Cruz! That's where that came from. Anyway, so after I finished with season two of Our Cartoon President, I started looking around and I found a show called, first of all, it found two shows. The first one is called Kidding. Have you heard of it? No. Negative. Really? Okay. So it uh, has Jim Carrey in it. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah. And he plays like a Mr. Rogers uh, type character. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but then his son dies and he kind of loses his mind slowly but surely. And uh I it was super entertaining. I I highly recommend it. What like what, what kind of feel? Like uh Is this like a sad show or is this supposed to be a funny show? Uh like a, a dramedy? Yeah. 
you know what? I, my favorite show on Showtime is Homeland. Yeah, it's like better twenty four. Yeah, it's true. It is. <laughs> it is. It's not in real time, but yeah. Homeland is is awesome. I okay. thought you'd be offended. I know how much you love. 24. I do love twenty four, but Homeland is better than twenty four. Yeah. Wow. It is. Yeah. The second show I think that you need to watch, Brian. Um, it is called The Loudest Voice. I'm one episode away from finishing it. It is about uh, Roger Ailes and the <sighs> rise of Fox News. Uh, it's like Vice. Okay. Uh, and I, it, you know, with Vice, if you remember, I was like, I don't know if this is all true because Hollywood is the liberal left. There's no denying that and they will take it and, you know, but... If it did happen now that that way, then it's pretty messed up, and that's exactly how I feel about this. Like, yeah. I don't know how accurate this is, but if it did happen this way, then it's really, really bad. The difference. Roger Ailes was a bad dude. Yeah. <laughs> He's dead. It's yeah. good. Oh, s- freaking spoiler alert! <laughs> I don't have to watch it now. Um, <laughs> Actually, well, the, the first scene is him dying. So. The difference is that, like, with. All, with the, the the loudest voice and the great hack, and there's another one about Trump and Cambridge Analytica and uh, Bannon. There's multiple documentaries, uh-huh. not not dramatized. You know what I mean, like right. the way Vice was. Yeah, multiple about how they did. Yeah, this. I well, and I haven't watched the last episode yet, but this lawsuit that that just got filed in the second to the last episode, she has evidence of of, of it all. So yeah. Um, plus he's just kind of crazy. He is, I would compare, oh, here we go, comparing Hitler and Roger Trump Ailes? again. Yeah. It's Goebbels. Um, actually, yes, but there was someone before Goebbels. Eckhart? Yes. They, yeah, they exchanged ideas between 2023. Yeah. And, uh, because even in this, even, uh, but then Eckhart later kind of was like, whoa, Adolf. <laughs> that, and that. That happened. That just happened in this episode where uh, Roger Ailes is like, "Whoa, Donald!" <laughs> you know that happens a lot. Remember, I this was way long ago in, in the podcast where I read that book about uh, Zarqawi uh-huh. and his mentor. Zarqawi was the leader of ISIS, right? And his mentor taught him in prison. Mm-hmm. And when he killed that pilot, do you remember when he killed that? Jordanian pilot, right? By like dumping rocks on him yeah. and burning him. The his mentor wrote him a letter. It was like, "Whoa, dude, that was over the top." Yeah. And but then they just disavow their mentor. Yeah. You know. What does that happen? I don't know what happened, happened in there. Star Wars too. <gasps> That's true. Because mentors always twist the truth. Is that what it is? Yeah. Certain point of view. <sighs> what man? Well, mm. you were Ethan. You were you watched the debates with me. Well, mm-hmm. you watched. Round the f- first, the first one of the second round. Yes. Yeah, and then you, it got you interested. I know, which is surprising because I'm usually not. I mean, I just hate politics. Yeah. Yeah, me too. But then I come here. I, and I mean, it's fair to about. say you're pro, Bernie. I I am probably. I, I mean, mean, but I mean, yeah. For one reason, I love the fact that he wants to abolish my student loans. <laughs> yeah, because you have. Yes, I love me, that. him, the uh, him and Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. I'm like, yes, let's. And even she's not as dramatic as he is. Let's do it. (laughs) She's got some caveats, and he doesn't. I figure if I keep, like, you know, waiting and and you're about to default and then call them and they'll be like, okay, just start paying. If I do that long enough, eventually one of these presidents is going to be like. 
It reminds me of that guy that paid off all the student loans or the yeah paid the tuition, and you're like, what about all the people who paid? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's how I feel. I'm like, I don't want to. Did pay you off. do you remember that or, or when we talked? There there was a there's a billionaire that he's he's black, not, but he went to a. It's relevant because he went to a predominantly black university. Oh, yeah. I got gotcha. you. And he 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 was the keynote or the oh, com- yeah, yeah. the commencement, mm-hmm. and he paid off. Everyone's student loans. Yep, which I thought was awesome. Yes, but didn't. <laughs> but then there's the sucker who who worked his way through college, <laughs> didn't take out any loans, yeah. and he's like, "What? Thank you." <laughs> but I mean, but they're also loan free. I mean, there's you're not going to make everybody happy, but I mean, right. do you really? Right. Why so, pull everybody funny. else down into misery just because you had to misery work to pay loves some of company? Yours? But yeah. I'm interested though because you're not that interested in politics, and we're really good friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost. I want to know what your like the the most frustrating thing was during that and the most compelling thing while you were watching the debates the debate i think the most frustrating thing was just seeing all of the candidates who are supposedly on the same platform just hating and bashing each other attacking each other and i'm like i you guys are all democrats like i yep. feel like you should have more to agree on than to argue about yep well, I mean, I understand that you're going to nitpick about your own plan to solve whatever problem you're trying to solve, but well, I think I told you not that it's a re- not that it's an excuse, but I think I told you why because in the first debate they got eaten by the press afterwards for not going after each other enough, mm-hmm. and then they go to this one and everybody's like, "Why didn't you guys focus on how bad you hate Trump?" Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I can I just say that I hate I hate that platform. That's that's uh, Biden's platform is I'm better than Trump. You know, let's let's uh, let's make America Trump free again. <laughs> Which I feel like could be anyone's platform. I know, but so it's but just... at the same time, I'm like, okay, great. But can we also maybe look at universal health care or getting rid of well, student loans? All and... of them are like the top four candidates are all pro all of those things, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you have a debate where you all agree? Is Ethan's point mm-hmm. right? Well, well, Biden doesn't. Mm-hmm. He's not on board with That's that. That's true. That's true. I'm not sure Biden's going to get the ticket. I hope I don't think he's gonna not. get the nod. He keeps messing up every freaking day. He's had a couple yeah. bad ones, man. So, <laughs> but Trump proves that that doesn't matter. Well, the funny it, thing is, so about oh. the shootings, yeah. right? Trump said Toledo, right, when it happened in uh, Dayton. Dayton, but then Biden <laughs> said, like, please. We pray for the people of Michigan. Yeah, Michigan and... <laughs> Maybe he was thinking of the water crisis. Still. I don't know. It was too, like, it was another state. Too. It was too completely unrelated. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. So what did you find most compelling or did I'm, you did you learn something about a candidate that you didn't know? Or like that? This, is, this is a different take on that question, but I think the thing that was most compelling was I've never really considered myself to be a Democrat or a Republican or anything yeah. just because I try and stay away from politics. But the more I watched that debate, the more I was like, maybe I'm a Democrat. Yep. You know, I just uh, – everything that they said, I was like, you know – like some of you might be a little extreme, and I understand that you have to be extreme in order to be nominated by your party because that's the madness that we live in. But at the same time, I was like, you guys really all make a lot more sense. Yeah. So I almost feel like, and maybe this is just my personal biases, that the Democrats have slowly moved towards what I consider to be the middle ground of politics while the yep. Republicans they, are they going have. off into the extreme. So I just tend to – Well, the, the, <clears throat> the Democrats haven't moved. It's just that the, <clears throat> that the right has gone – way way right you know so you and spencer are probably closer to center i am in terms of historical politics yeah you know uh i am 
radicalized at this point. <laughs> You're a radicalized Democrat now? Yeah. I, yeah. I was thinking this just yesterday, actually. If people actually watch the debates, Republicans actually watch the debates. Well, not even Republicans, because there are certain people that... Yeah. Uh, but if people who are unsure watch the debates, they would probably be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't just put an R, you know, right. on my ticket. The people um, that are going to put an R on their ticket are never going to be caught dead watching yeah. a Democrat debate. Wow, have I told you about happen. the? True. Have I told you about the take one for the team? Um, technique. <laughs> it's so. <laughs> so uh, so Ethan, the thing that got me thinking about this was Ethan uh, texted me after the debate and said, "When's the Republican debate?" And I said, "Well, no one's challenging the incumbent president right now, so there might not be one." This right. is how much I know about politics. There is a governor who's running. I can't yeah, remember his well, name. Someone he's, is. He's not going to. And then John Kasich might run. Oh, really? Who I voted for in the primary opposing Trump. Right. Just, you know, and whatever. It doesn't matter. So if Kasich ran, that'd be interesting. But there's a – historically, it's not even really a tactic. It's just history has told us this lesson. If an incumbent president is challenged by someone in his own party, even if he wins the nomination overall, they lose every single time. Oh, good. So I read a bunch of them. So um, Lyndon Johnson. The incumbent will lose? Yes. Lyndon Johnson was challenged by a couple people who ended up being – Robert he ended, Kennedy. Yeah, Bobby Kennedy w- was the, the front runner. Johnson ended up pulling out and Hubert Humphrey was the one who ran. But then when Kennedy died, when Bobby Kennedy died, Lyndon Johnson got it back, right? But he lost. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, Carter had had Robert Kennedy not been killed, he would have. Oh, dude, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby would have been president for two terms for sure. Yeah, Uh, there was another one, um, Nixon and Ford. So Ford was the only unelected president ever, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Because Agnew resigned when he was vice president. Nixon appointed Ford to vice president, so that when he resigned, he became president. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, he got a challenger from the Republican Party, and then Ford pardoned him, right? Well, Ford pardoned Nixon yeah, that's what like I mean. a week in. Yeah. Uh, but sneaky. someone challenged Ford. Ford still won the nod but lost the election, and that's happened over and over again. So there's this theory out there that if one sane Republican would just take one for the team, <laughs> knowing that they're going to lose. It's a lot of money to invest in a loss. Yeah. It's not their money. It's that's, the a RNC- fair, that's a fair <laughs> Right. <laughs> so if, if one Republican – Jumped in the race saying, I am, uh, I am going for the nomination. Even if Trump won the nomination eventually anyway, there's a good chance he would lose just based on history. It's a really interesting – if you look at all of the, all the times that's happened, it's, it's like five or six times in recent history, you know, like in, this, in the, 19th, or the 20th century. Uh, it was really, really interesting to read about. Do you want to take one for the team? Call yourself a Republican and try and get the ticket? I already did that. I called myself a Republican to go vote for John Kasich. <laughs> <laughs> and in my precinct, Ted Cruz won anyway. So. Right. you got to warn me before you say Ted Cruz. I mean, Ted Cruz. one of my favorite drops. I never yeah. get to use it. Uh, That's an interesting Ted concept, Cruz. though. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. I mean, we I still, we've still a... got time. Somebody could still jump in the ring. Well, who's the guy, uh, Republican challenger? What's his name? Let's talk about him. Dick, I don't know. Dick Richardson? Uh, GOP challenger. Now, if he challenges, 
are we going to have a Republican debate? It depends on how much the so Republican each... Party actually uh, they did away with that and they actually <laughs> right. just have a cage match. They uh, uh, they call Vince better. McMahon and uh, you know they set up a cage match in in the Staples Center and they just uh... so there's there's debates <laughs> <laughs> there's debate committees. I bet more people would vote if that was the case. <laughs> Do you know what the Trump is cooking? Uh, Bill Weld is his name, he's governor of Massachusetts. So there's debate committees for, committees for each side and then for the general election. They decide on the criteria for what for how you're allowed to be on the stage. So for the next Democratic debate, you have to be polling, I think, at least at like 4%, which is only eight of them right now. So you, I watched Colbert, hmm. and apparently the uh, he said that the uh, qualifications for the October debate – are the same as September, so some of them that didn't make September could make October. Yeah, yeah, it was really weird. That's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> so they just got to figure out the threshold for it's all about polling and money. So how much money have you raised? What are you polling at? Because right now it's Biden polling at like forty percent, Bernie at like forty, and Kamala at, at like twenty, and then everyone else drops way down to like seven and then two and then one percent. Like mm. you got people like Julian Castro that's like at one percent, you know, and Yang who you know he's paying someone his pl- you know his plan is to give every American a thousand dollars per month. Yeah. yeah. He actually is paying someone. He's he's doing the experiment yeah. with a family just to try it out. Interesting. I guess. He's at running out of time though. Now speaking of the debates, would Trump be forced to join the debate? I can just see him saying that he wouldn't show up. Uh, uh, no, I don't. It depends on if the RNC got involved. You know what I mean? That's a really good question. But I know that if 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 the debate commission saw enough of a wave towards this Bill Weld that they said, he, "Look, he's polling high and he's he's collected three million dollars or whatever," you know, that yeah, he could. Hmm. I don't know. There's not many people who could beat Trump in it. The only person I think who could beat Trump in a debate right now is Kamala Harris. The yeah. only person, hmm. you know what I mean? Because if you look, <laughs> the the best example is when is the Kavanaugh hearings, mm-hmm. when he shot back at her all you know indignantly, and she just like looked at him, raised her eyebrows, and made him feel like <laughs> as big as a bottle cap, you know, and he ended up coming back and apologizing. So anyway, Bill Weld, if you want to learn about him, attorney, businessman, Republican politician, Harvard and Oxford graduate. He's seventy four. Um, he was on the Judiciary Committee. He was an attorney for the District of Massachusetts, assistant attorney general. He's been up there. He's anti-corruption, which is probably why he's <laughs> why he's running. <laughs> um, speaking of Republican politicians, I uh, this is this is definitely Utah, so Utah based. So if you don't care about Utah politics, yeah. you know, just fast forward for like five minutes. But uh, I think last week John Huntsman. Yes. Step down as the uh, ambassador of Russia. Russia. And there are speculations that he's coming back to run for governor of Utah. Right. I have a problem with this. So. Because, mostly because I actually like our lieutenant governor who's running. You like Spencer Cox. I do. He seems pretty legit. And um, Governor Herber, our current governor, is not backing John Huntsman. And John Huntsman left the governorship to go run right. for president. So he's been gone as either a ambassador to Russia or He was an ambassador China. in the 90s. 
True. And uh, he hasn't been in Utah in forever, but now he's like, I'm coming back to be governor of Utah. Well, freaking Mitt Romney came here to be Yeah, I know. I know. But I'd rather see Don Huntsman run for... President. Yes. That would actually... Hmm. I, I would love to see him run I, for president. I would too. And I really wish that he would... He's, but at the very least, I'd like to see him run for Mike Lee's spot. Yeah, that'd be interesting. He's worked for like four or five presidential administrations on both both sides of the aisle. Well, I know we talked about this before. He was the only one that of the Obama campaign was scared of. Yeah, uh, they weren't worried about anybody else. I think he's the one who could take it for the team, right? He yeah, might he, he might, might win be. the nomination, but he'll probably lose. Trump could win it; they'll lose. Either way, we get Trump out. Right, which I, is the goal. I wouldn't actually. I'm not a Republican. I'm a hardcore Democrat. I wouldn't mind having Huntsman in the White House. No, he's a cool dude. Yeah, he's saying a lot. Um, so if you want to know though, Bill Weld, uh, let's look at what they're polling at right now. The Real Clear Politics average, which is uh, combining four different polls, Trump is at 72, and or I'm sorry, Trump is at 81.3. And Weld is at nine point three. He's actually okay. So he's actually polling at nine point three, which is actually pretty high. Hmm. That's that's actually pretty high, considering I don't think he spent any money. You know, I don't even know how I found out. I think I found out on like CNN that he was even running for president. So if he actually uh, earned like brings in enough money to actually run ads, we might see him get up to fifteen or twenty. And if he gets that high, we don't know. Don't know what the threshold is. Hmm. So. Let's cross our fingers. Do you think the RNC wants Trump out? Do you think, uh, do you think yes. they'd rather see somebody else? Absolutely. Man, I don't know. No, I, 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 I do for sure because they did that for until, until June of 2016. The RNC was completely opposed to <laughs> Donald Trump. They had people on every news channel calling him a racist and a bigot and a crook oh, and a failure all the time. We talked about Lindsey Graham last time calling him out and now he's his little bitch right no the rnc i think in secret <laughs> i think they would love nothing more than to get rid of someone so divisive that is killing the party what millenn how many millennials are supporting the republican party right now probably none well very few no, well it there's, de- that depends there's Look, I was out. It's more than you think. I was out in West Utah the other day. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a very culturally driven answer. No, it's it's more than you think. Yeah. but it's less than how many baby boomers are. And there's the who has more voters in 2020? The millennials. 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 It's this 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 election is going to be very interesting. Man, I hope it is. Jeez. Ah, Everyone always says the most elect, important election of your lifetime. Well, that's every election. You know, it doesn't really. It's always it's always important. Yeah. But you're right about Mike Lee with Huntsman. That'd be really interesting. Yeah, I hate Mike Lee. Mike Lee can go. Yeah, yeah. yeah I hate him, him and Mitch McConnell can go find that uh, Clinton room in the White House and uh, <laughs> have it out. Dude, the, the Moscow office. Mitch. Have you heard about this? Yeah. He, he's pretty pissed. He is super pissed. It's really interesting when the tables turn on you, right? And now you have a nickname? Uh, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Um, so this has been in the news a little bit. I just want to give you guys a quick rundown. Uh, so all the tariffs. Right? Yes. The year was 2016. Hold on. Hold on. As historians up. know it now, the age of shadows. America was led by a Kenyan socialist bisexual <laughs> named something Hussein something. <laughs> Not one Supreme Court justice 
had a friend named Squee. <laughs> the tomb of the unknown. Sorry, that's the what only is that? This is the beginning of one of the episodes oh. to uh, our cartoon president. So uh, in in season two, the shadows pierced a light. America is a shithole. <laughs> 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 anyway, oh uh, the second season has uh, a couple episodes with uh, Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> it's freaking hilarious. <laughs> There's an episode where he, all Eric has to do is keep uh, Brett Kavanaugh sober <laughs> so that he can pardon uh, a Trump. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so this is a real, this. so the farmers. Yeah. I don't know how to take this as good or bad news. And I'll tell you why. Because so all the tariffs are affecting the farmers, right? Yeah. And in on one hand, I can't help but think that might be a good thing because maybe they won't vote for. I him. have heard. Maybe. I have heard audio, recorded audio uh, of farmers. I can't remember where I saw this. It was some news station interviewing farmers about this, yeah. and they the couple of them were like, "I'll never vote for him again." See, but on the other hand, I, I feel just, bad for them, and this is why. He can do no wrong, and oh, I just don't know. 563,000 participants were, were part of the bailout package for the farms mm-hmm. that the tariffs created. Right. Okay? It was an $8.4 billion deal, this bailout, which I think – no, no, no. How much was the, how much was the bank bailout? I don't remember. It wasn't – whatever. But – According to Environmental Working Group, it's a nonprofit. Uh, they did a study. Mm-hmm. The top one percent of farmers were paid an average of one hundred eighty-three thousand dollars, while the bottom eighty percent averaged less than five thousand dollars <laughs> in bailout money. Wow! One farm, Deline Farm Partnership of Charleston, Missouri, received two point eight million dollars in trade aid payments. Eighty-two operations received more than five hundred thousand. And they were all exclusively white. Uh-huh. They go on to point out, and then the vast majority well, of these farms received little or no money. Wow! So they first first they get tariffs, so they can't sell their product. Then there's flooding that destroys their farm. Then only the huge farms get bailout money. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't you get screwed on three angles there. I don't. But he doesn't like Mexicans, so. Yeah. I, that's, you know, as I was in West Utah the other day, lurking around uh, at the Maverick, where there are, you know, obvious lurking MAGA types. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just couldn't help but wonder, why, why is it that they don't want Mexicans and, like, there are none out there. I don't know. And... The only reason there are any is to help pick crops. I don't know. You want to get me going <laughs> on these raids? Oh, the ice raids. It's a Gestapo. It is actually. Tell well, me. It's very tell similar. me why we would target people who are working in a poultry plant. Who's uh, going to go do that job? Ethan with his doctorate. <laughs> like they're making good money. I don't know. <laughs> they arrest six hundred people. They let kids come home from school to no parents, with nothing. There's no agents there to help the children. They're just by themselves. Right. Then they realize, oh, half the people we arrested are citizens. Yeah. Oh, shit. Right? Yeah. But who's going to who's gonna work at those plants? 
How do they have time to be rapists, murders, and drug dealers while they're packing <laughs> poultry? It doesn't make any sense. You mean packing cock? <laughs> yeah, chicken cock. I just it, yeah, it was. <laughs> Sorry. It's it is the circle of evil. It's the rise of a Reich when you're rounding up people who are just working in a chicken plant. Yeah, it's that's yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. How much did you say the bailout was on the farmers? Going back a few moments, eight point three billion. Dang, I was hoping that was going to be closer to the student loan cost. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's only one year, right? If he keeps these tariffs going. The farmers still aren't going to be able to sell their soybeans next year. That's fair. I'm like, oh, that's, but, they're bailing out farmers. Yeah. Student loans. Did I tell you about the recycling? They're much higher. Uh-uh. All of our recycling in the United States used to get put in giant cubes. Oh, and take it to China. To, yeah. And now China's yeah, I know. selling them to like the, India, and they're just burning them. <sighs> all, of, all of the United States recycling is just being burnt. I knew it was a scam. Because <laughs> China... I don't yeah, I know. Uh, we got a little memo from our neighborhood that said that they're not going to be picking up uh, plastic bottles anymore. Really? Yeah, I'm like, well, what do we put in there? That's now? like, like that's like recycling. You I just mean, put your mail. In you there can now. put you can put cardboard and cans, which both biodegrade. You know, in right. way less time than a plastic bottle does. But hey, and most of the time, the cardboard that you're going to recycle can't be recycled because it's got food on it. Because it's a pizza. Box. Listen. Yeah, pizza boxes are not recyclable, just right. so you guys know. Don't put pizza boxes in recycling. China and the Chinese people have been in poverty forever. They don't have a problem with it. Americans have a problem with poverty. The more people we put in there, it's going to be a problem. We will lose this trade war. We, we'll, we'll lose it. Yeah. Because they'll be fine. We can put them into more poverty. They don't care. The Chinese government doesn't care. The people aren't going to revolt. Tiananmen Square didn't work. Right? Mm-hmm. We will lose. It doesn't matter if we bankrupt them. It, it, it's stupid. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. And to, then to use our tax dollars to bail out the farmers who it's costing, whatever. Too much politics. Well, while we're going to break, make sure you check out the Minutia podcast and the Teacher Vet podcast. Still really good friends of ours. Go listen. Okay. When we come back, <laughs> uh, we have some random headlines, of course. Um... I don't remember what they are. They're okay. Um, did but, anyone get our movie from last week? I don't know, but more importantly, Doc Talk. Yeah, and Doc Talk with Ethan um, Patrick Kenahan Johnson. Kenahan. I don't know, man. <laughs> I prefer Dr. Mayhem. Dr. Mayhem. Ooh, I like that. All right, we'll be back. Hey, everybody. I really hope you love the Take podcast. Did you know that you can actually get paid just for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We just discovered this free new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to podcasts, and you earn PodCoin. PodCoin. While you listen, then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks. Or, if you're a good person, you can even donate that PodCoin to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Download the app right now on iPhone or Android, and I have a special code for you. Simply use our code, OurTakePod, and you'll get 300 pod coin just for signing up. And if you listen to enough of us on there, you can get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with the code 
Our Take Pod. This is the Our Take Podcast. We interrupt your regularly scheduled program to bring you these random headlines. All Let's right. do some anyway, headlines. Speaking of swallowing. <clears throat> oh my gosh. What? Got to start it out like that. So, <laughs> you've seen seagulls before, right? <laughs> yeah, state bird. It is. Why is the seagull the state bird? Do you know? Because they ate all the grasshoppers that were killing the Mormons' fields. Oh, right. That's what I learned in primary anyway. Yeah. Locusts. I'd like to know what actually happened. Well, have you like, seen all the grasshoppers in Vegas right now? Yeah, apparently they're heading this way, so I guess we'll get a chance to see, we'll see if, if the, the seagulls, seagulls actually like them. Seagulls spring back into action. <laughs> Do you know? Is there a different reason? No, I, I just think that maybe they just left, and then this, someone saw a seagull eating a grasshopper. <laughs> like, just one? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't... I don't know why we would choose that bird. Anyway, so this seagull, uh, you know, you go to a fast food restaurant, right? And the seagulls will flock around wanting some food. And uh, these people were at a McDonald's. I'm not sure what state it is. And this seagull straight up deep-throated a uh, whole apple pie, as I will demonstrate in this video. There it is. Slow-mo. The full McDonald's apple pie. Like a turnover? Turns it up and then just <gasps> That's pretty impressive. swallows that whole thing. Wow. <laughs> he can't bend his he neck. He looked super stoked about it. <laughs> he yeah, he was, man. He, he was, was proud. To, he doesn't have to eat for a month. <laughs> he can't bend his neck after. <laughs> it's, man. Just, it's just like a, oh, man. Yeah, a whole anyway. turnover. My, my brother-in-law showed me a video of a snake eating a deer. Have Ew. you ever seen a snake eating a deer? Like a, I'm assuming it's like an anaconda. Do you think... If you how just describe how that would look to you. Well, the jaws would be unhinged, like yeah. out of control, unhinged. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, it would just be. Do you think know. it would take some time? Y- probably. This did not take any time. Yeah. He unhinged his jaws and just slid over the 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 deer. It was fascinating. Wow. Hmm. That actually segues perfectly <laughs> into our next story, which is. King snake swallows 10 inches of its own tail. I was just going to mention that. In Pennsylvania. <laughs> so if you thought dogs were stupid for chasing their tails, <laughs> this snake decided to eat his well, tail. That's what a dog would do if they caught it. Do you think they just rip it to shreds? <laughs> okay, move, guy. I want to see the snake. Who's this guy? Who's this know. joker? Here we go. Okay. So Did they just yank it out? Do we know? I don't know. What am I looking or at Or is there? he still going? <laughs> He's like... I'm not done yet. (laughs) So this snake is obviously dumb. Is it tapping him on the head? He's mentally ill. (laughs) And he's a complete sociopath. He probably has one of those. He wants to eat himself. He's like, I am so tasty. (laughs) There's nothing more tastier than me. I am the tastiest snake in the world. And the tail fits so nicely into the mouth. (laughs) He's probably got like tardigrades telling his brain to eat himself. Oh, that is. That's what it is. Yeah. It's not unusual for a confused king snake to bite itself, but it's rare they manage to swallow their own tail. Ten inches. That's, That's like crazy. my whole calf. Calf. Yeah. He's just prying his. Do you think that like the tail got damaged with like digestive juices? Probably. Well, on the teeth, the teeth got to be probably like barbed that direction. Oh yeah. Well, then wouldn't he notice that he was hurting himself? I don't know. Can don't they? Know. Can they feel? I mean, I That's, assume Are they so. like fish? They're heartless. Do fish not feel? <laughs> That's the whole reason that <laughs> vegetarians eat them. 
Uh. <laughs> I don't know if it's real. I tell you what, I felt bad when I had to smack a fish's head on a rock to kill it. Yeah, I wouldn't want yeah. to do that. If you ever catch a catfish and you have to smack it like six or yeah, seven just times, bring a gun, man. Maybe I don't smack it hard enough. Just <laughs> <laughs> bring a gun. That'd be awesome. Catch you pull a catfish out with your hand oh and just, just blast it. Yeah, that's what you do with the with alligators. We've talked about that. Well, you don't catch them with your hand though. Yeah, <laughs> just fair. put your hand in there. He'll grab on. <laughs> you pull it out. And we'll shoot him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Live one last riveting story. Lightning in Florida struck a septic tank, oh. and the electric shock came up and exploded this toilet. Dude, what if you were on it? That is impressive. <laughs> like right after you, right if you, I, right as you farted, it would be an amazing way to die. It really like. So ignite- I got struck by lightning on the toilet. So it ignited the gases. Oh, maybe. In the septic tank. Oh, yeah, I guess that's what this happened. This is why if you have a septic tank, put a GoPro <laughs> in your bathroom always viewing your yep, toilet. That's what it says. It says <laughs> the plumber said that lightning hit the methane gas that was built up in the pipes from feces. <laughs> that's just impressive. I think that. I don't think you're supposed to have that much, though, in a septic tank. You're supposed to have more enzymes, so there's not as much. I thought, anyway. Well, I mean, they are in Florida, so. Because you could really mess with someone. You could just go throw a match down a little clean out. You know, uh, growing up in Texas, they would tell you uh, during a thunderstorm to not shower. um, Because the lightning could strike the house and come through the pipes and through the water and electrocute you. Wow. During yeah. a thunderstorm? Yeah. Not I mean, to make you confused with the fact that you should go in a bathtub in case of a tornado. Well, no. You don't have to do that unless there is a tornado warning. And it would have to be so cast. In case of a tornado. It would have to be oh, cast well, iron. Yeah, in that yeah, case. You want a cast don't. iron tub. Yeah, just whatever. Just hold on. Hope for the Just best. go outside. Yeah. Film it. Uh, Doc Talk. I have a story for Ethan. Let's do it. And I want to know. An exp- I want an explanation here, Okay. You know, let's take a trip. My opinion might not always be valid, but I spent a lot of money on it, so I like to consider it an educated <laughs> opinion anyway. You are a doctor. <laughs> so, let's take a trip over to the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Oh, love let's, the Congo. Let's do this. The Dirk, if you will. The DRC. Um, there's an Ebola outbreak. Crap. Yeah. On and off for a long time. On and off. I guess People, you could say it's always It's on. amazing how we just <laughs> forget about it over here and just like, oh, well, you know, whatever. We get tired of the headlines. Yeah. They came up with uh, a drug. I don't even know what you would call this. It's a, just a – you would have to tell me. Is this like a – It's a monoclonal antibody, which, ba- I mean, it's, it's basically a drug that you would take that would go and block the virus. That's amazing to me because I've always been told – that you can't treat a virus. And it's saying the drug works by attacking the Ebola virus with antibodies. Mm-hmm. How, how does... I mean, we have drugs that treat viruses, but we have drugs that treat very specific viruses. Like, we have drugs that treat herpes. I mean, they don't cure it, but they help it to go away. Just block what, it. Uh, what are the name of those again? <laughs> you got a pen? So, yeah. Like, I'll just write them down and pass them over there. <laughs> All right. Thank you. It's pretty... It's, it's the survival rate among patients with low levels of the virus in their blood was as high as 94%. Mm-hmm. Now, this is interesting because the original drug that we were using during that outbreak that we all started to be scared of Ebola for <laughs> recently was about 50%. Wow. And now we have a drug that in current trials is 6%. So how That's long before they just start inoculating the whole world? Is this, so does this work like a vaccine? 
Or I, it, do you have to have it, like, low levels of it? Or maybe, like... I, I mean, I, my understanding is the drug will basically go in and find the virus that you're already infected So it's with. not a long-living thing. I don't think it's a prophylactic vaccine. Okay. I think it's a treatment drug, from what I understand. So if you live close, they'd probably give it to you. I think if you... Or they do have been test. exposed or you know that you have Ebola, you have to present to a center and then they will give you the drug. See, that's been the problem in the past and I think they believe that's going to be the problem now is getting people to go to the centers right. to get treatment because the treatment hasn't really been all that effective. So nobody's been showing up, but right. now it's effective and they need people to show up to get the And especially in a drug. place like the DRC, there's like no government, mm-hmm. you know, and the World Health Organization. These guys are freaking heroes. They're the ones doing this. I what. The who? <laughs> Let's see what their. I want to. I just wanted to see what their budget was. Four point four billion, one hundred ninety four member states. I mean, it's just an incredible thing, really. I mean, think about the brains and research and time that went into developing this, and you and That's I crazy. will never know the names of the people that came up with this drug that is now saving. I don't know, hundreds of thousands of lives. I don't know how many people are infected. That could be a really low estimate, but. They were comparing it to the last one during, like, 2014. And so from 2014 to 2016 in West Africa, uh, it affected 28,600 people, mainly in Guinea, Liberia, and Sierra Leone. About 11,310 people died. Mm. That's the largest outbreak in the world. So that's not the one that's happening now. Mm-mm. But So, yeah, 11,000 people last time died. 28,000 people got sick. A terrible so, and miserable death. Yeah. I, ugh, man, it's crazy. Yeah, it really anyway. is crazy. So, Doc Talk, I want to know your. Um, you shared with me the story. It was a, a surgeon's memo mm-hmm. of how a surgery went. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell Spencer that story. Oh, you want to hear this story? Yes. All right. So essentially, I came across a surgeon's note that can we call the surgeon Turk? You call him. <laughs> you call him whoever you want. Okay. I mean Turk. Sure. He probably is a good surgeon, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fictional. Yeah. He was called to the ER essentially because there was a man who had presented who had a history of retained foreign objects in his rectum. The last time he had presented, he had had a Nerf football stuck up there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Full size mm-hmm. or? Mm-hmm. With whistles. Full size. Did it actually have whistles? Full size. That didn't say in the note. that would be. <laughs> Nevertheless, a full-size nerf. This time he came in and he had heavy gauge wire sticking from his <laughs> rectum. Yeah, heavy gauge wire. What? From the first toy that had been stuck up there. So he wrapped. He there was wrapped. another toy that was also stuck up there that had been put up there second. To so push he, the first one further that both had then gotten stuck. He knew that it was going to go further than he could reach, so he attached heavy gauge wire. Correct. I think probably because he's had this problem before. And then he made another, did he make, he made one of these, The second, the first toy was, was a a commercial, manufactured commercial toy. Commercial dildo. The second one, yes. Phallic device. Yes, a phallic device. (laughs) The second one was a tennis ball wrapped in electric tape and stuck on a, on a dowel. (laughs) <laughs> Could spring for the second one. This huh? is like a plunger. The, the plunger, yes. So this time, the long and short of it is, the surgeon <laughs> takes it. <laughs> the surgeon takes him. Which in. one was long and which one was short? <laughs> and he take the surgeon takes quite some time to describe how he. Yeah, he goes into great he, detail. He basically sticks one finger inside mm-hmm. this already partially opened 
anus. So this guy's under. He's under anesthesia. He's under anesthesia. He's in, in the stirrups. Okay. The, ga- the wire is sticking out. The surgeon doesn't know what's in there really yet. Sticks his finger in there and then slowly advances his entire hand into the rectum oh my God. to pull out the first handmade toy. It was the tail. Mm-hmm, <laughs> that was four inches wide oh and ten inches long. What the hell? Hold yeah. up your arm. That's, that's about like that. That is. Yeah. Yeah. How? This, yep. this was this stuff in that his was, stomach? That was the second toy, so the one that was closest to the entrance. Right. The and surgeon this, then. The surgeon was gloveless. <laughs> this is not true. <laughs> he had freaking like arm gloves. Like, <laughs> like one of those nuclear. You know? Remember on uh, Jurassic Park where she's like digging in the poop? Yeah. The triceratops poop. And that's one big pile of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway, he extracted the first. So he gets the first one out. Then he Which is advances the... yet again his whole hand <laughs> and arm into the rectum to pull out the second one. Because the wire, why didn't the wire work? Because the first one had, I mean, you've got to imagine the anatomy essentially, but the first one had tilted downward and gotten stuck against the sacrum, which is kind of the bottom part of your pelvis. Uh-huh. So, he, got so it, he heard a little boop. <laughs> so then it couldn't, since the second one couldn't come out, the one closest to the entrance... Then the first one obviously couldn't come out either, the one that was really deep in there. Yeah. So he had to go in there and reorient the first one and take it out. And then, I mean, I guess you could have waited and the, the original one would have made its way out via peristalsis. Do you think peristalsis would have done it? I, eventually. I don't know, man. I think so. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure built up. Yeah, That's pressure. enough to launch a rocket into space. The second one. <laughs> listen, the second one, 20 inches long and 5 inches wide. How, I don't know. How long is the rect? Like the rectum's only like three inches where, long. Where, <laughs> can you, can you describe to me where this stuff is going? Yeah, I give mean, us. It's, just, some, it's making its way around. Give us some anatomy, though. How long is the rectum straight? Man, that's it. I mean, it probably varies person to person. Just the rectum itself. Yeah. You don't. So, don't so know, from maybe op- like six inches. So long. from opening to first turn. First turn. Which is like, is it like a ninety? There's a couple of turns in the very beginning. It's called the sigmoid colon, which is like the very end. So like an and S, it's like an S like turn, little S, okay. and it goes straight up, and it turns left and goes across your body, and then down towards okay. where your appendix so is. So in your medical opinion, where are we in terms of <laughs> the S curve, straight up, left turn across your body? I, I have to assume that this. Like right under his belly button. I mean, I don't know how big this guy was. At first, I thought it had to be in the transverse part, the part that goes across. But I just don't think it would be possible to get it out from there. So I have to assume it's just been on that left side. Well, let me get – so let me ask you this. If you are very fat, are your intestines – do they – are they longer? They're bigger probably. I don't know how much longer they are. Okay. So – because I just always assumed that they stayed the same size and it was just fat that got around you. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you're really large, it's not like your intestine goes from left to right all the way across. It's still in the normal skeletal system. Yeah. And not, then you, you just know, have within a lot of, the skeletal mm-hmm. system. Then you just have a lot of fat around it. Now, so organs yeah. can get a lot of fat infiltrate, but I mean, that's, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, how could, but he had his whole arm in there. It's 20 inches long. Mm-hmm. I mean, 20 inches, man. Right. I want to think that it was in the transverse colon, the part that goes across your body. But I just have trouble imagining this. And the surgeon didn't go into enough detail. Now, how, but I don't understand how – wouldn't something rip or tear? Well, that's that's the concern. So he told this guy that he might have to take him into surgery, actually cut him open, right. and go through his bowel inch by inch and make sure that there were no perforations. And he, but he was able risk. to pull it out. Mm-hmm. So if – 
that so okay so there's a risk of tearing but if you how pliable are the turns so to speak pretty, like pretty pliable okay so you could in theory stick something up gently enough that could make that 90 degree turn you know into like a 30 degree turn right this is where in this particular case i don't know because it would depend on how long it is 20 inches is pretty so, but long that was to the make st- that turn. That was the first, feet. man. That, that was the freaking, first toy. No, the, sec- the yeah, the first toy to go in was 20. And then he used a 10-incher to put that so one in. So he had further. 30 inches of foreign objects. Stick it just in there. Yeah, I mean, how long has your been your longest poop? I don't know. I had a Metamucil and salad <laughs> uh, infused one before I came over. but Even a long poop, I'm gonna not say, long. I feel like turns, right? I'm going to say 12 inches. And they curve. Mm-hmm. I've never... Never? No, but just man. looking at everybody looks at it. You well, know, occasionally, but I don't think I've ever had like a like a dog. I use like uh, a, like a... I use air measure on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it worked that way. <laughs> <laughs> Works any way you want, bro. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know where this thing ended up. The surgeon. Now, keep in mind, I'm not making this up. No, this is this completely is straight true. out of an actual medical note. I wish he had been more specific, but he was not. He was pretty specific. He was, but not specific enough to say. I think this was in the transverse colon. But I mean, how would he wouldn't know unless he went in and did I mean, surgery? He's a surgeon. He's a smart guy. You he's know, they should have done an X-ray. Yeah, did they? I'm not? sure they did. No, oh, they do that's an what X-ray. I'd like to see. That's what I'd like to see. I'm sure they did. We need to call a university there is, and request it. Having worked in many ERs, there is no way that this gentleman came in and said that he had abdominal pain and didn't get an abdominal CT scan. That's true. You That's don't true. think that he came in and just said there's 30 inches of of phallic objects in my butt? Like, well, they still have to do it. Like, if you if you took some, if you went in and said, "Hey, I swallowed a quarter," right. They'd still, they'd still they'd do X-ray a, an X-ray. Yeah. I know, but do you think he went in and said, "I have abdominal pain"? <laughs> like, like no, thinking probably, that thinking that he they they wouldn't. They probably knew him by name, <laughs> probably. Like Dan, come on, man, again, again, for real. You gotta call us. Just call us. We'll yeah. help you. We'll help you through it. Yeah, grab a hold of something. Bite your lip. We're gonna get through this. The way the surgeon writes this note. <laughs> I can see him just rolling his eyes and yeah. just being so annoyed. That's crazy. Yeah, that was really good. That's that 30 inches. You'd be amazed what people will stick up there. I'm yeah. seeing some x-rays right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't there, Google it. And there are always weird did. stories. Yeah. There's yeah. a Coke bottle. You know, I, I, I treated a lady once who came in, and she was really embarrassed to tell me what was going on in her life. But she had the story started that she had tripped in the shower, and mm. I thought, I know where this is going. Because <laughs> first of all, you don't trip in the shower. You slip in the shower. Right. Yeah, well, maybe she said so. Okay. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> – anyway, and I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up in the ER. She didn't tell me what happened. So she, I ended up in the ER. I need you to take some stitches out. Oh, that's – I think I she said, told me this story. Okay. She tripped in the shower and fallen on a shampoo bottle and lacerated from, like, her rectum up her butt crack. Along the crack. And oh. I thought for sure she was going to tell me that it, like, went in. She tore her, that's she, usually she tore her taint? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. The other direction. The other direction. The I guess chode? Up, up, the, up, to the, <laughs> up to the tailbone. Yeah. Right? Yep. Not down to the gooch. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Now, I thought for sure she was going to tell me that something happened, like, you know, foreign object went up there. But yeah. No. Still, I don't know. Well, you time. know, as a doctor, what? Let me let me ask you this. What stops you from going to the doctor? Cost. Is Period. it cost? That's it. Yeah. 
Really? Because my deductible is so high that I have to pay. You got to pay cash every time, like at least eighty to a hundred something dollars. So, if cost wasn't an issue, how often do you think you'd go to the doctor? Uh, a lot more frequently. Like I, to- I think I tore my rotator cuff, and I, I can't afford an MRI. Like I did it like two years ago. It still hurts, but mm. I'm not going. I'm not. <laughs> I can't shell out two grand for freaking MRI. Mm. I can see that. Honestly, I mean, I have to go every six months. Mm-hmm. To get refills on, yeah, uh, I do too. I, I, you know, and he sits down with me for five minutes, and he charges me hundred dollars. Would you go more frequently if it was cheaper? Yeah, I mean, well, I have a free doctor at work now. Right. She's on staff. Hmm. It's awesome. Really? But I go to my regular uh, primary uh, for refills and stuff. Could you make an interesting point? I think about all the patients that I have that are on Medicaid, and I'm not judging people that are on Medicaid. I've been on Medicaid before. Mm-hmm. People that need it, they need it. But to get medical care on Medicaid is really cheap. Like your copay might be zero to three dollars. Right. Right. Wow. And so I see Medicaid patients at a significantly higher rate than I see everybody else. I think because they just they can. The problem is someone in like a situation like me or Spencer. Well, n- not so much me or because of my new job gave me has great. Insurance now it's expensive. The premiums are more, mm-hmm. but I don't have a copay mm-hmm. and a very low deductible. But in like Spencer's situation, he makes enough money where he might not qualify for Medicaid, and his employer offers insurance that he has to pay. A, you know, a big chunk of premiums plus a copay. Plus, well, what's your deductible? Five or ten? Uh, actually, I think it's only three right three? now. Three thousand. So I mean, All but right. three thousand. I mean, that's yeah. You're. Run-of-the-mill visits are not even going to come close to that. No. No. I, the only way I hit it is if I, something terrible happens. Yeah. Or if you have a baby. <laughs> yeah. I've never, like last year, I think I spent 500 or it might have been less, 400 maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's These high-deductible plans are strictly for catastrophic yeah. uh, use. I'm thinking about doing the higher-end one next year because there is one, but the premiums are like $100 a paycheck or 150 yeah. a paycheck, something like that. But I got When I was on a higher deductible plan, I got close when I was going to therapy more because <laughs> yeah. he was expensive. Yeah. You know? That's why. That's the main reason I'd want to switch back to the – Because then your therapy's cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't think that your ability to Google your symptoms or look on some forum about people that have similar symptoms – Inhibits you from going to the doctor? Mm, I mean, I'd be lying if I say that I don't Google it and look and see what I think I have. I think everybody does. But do you ever Google it and you're like, all right, I think I've just got a, a viral something. I don't no, need to go to the doctor. I Google it and I still go. I Usually. I, it depends on what it is. Is if that it, to, ch- to challenge it, the doctor with if your WebMD no, medical knowledge? WebMD says I don't need to go, then I won't go. <laughs> WebMD but. is always going to tell you to go. It doesn't sometimes. It says if it tells me that I can get rid of it by taking na- na- NACIDs, na- NSAIDs, NSAIDs, then I don't go. <laughs> because what happens inevitably is I go to the doctor, he charges me $100, and he writes me a prescription for a 1,000 milligram ibuprofen. I'm like, mm. okay, thanks, doc. I could have just. You could just take five pills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you're right about if you put any type of uh, thoracic pain. In WebMD, it's going to tell you to go to the doctor. I don't know why. I don't know if they've ever been involved in a suit. Like, I could understand. They just assume everything's a heart attack or, like, an appendicitis. (laughs) But I wonder why they do that. There's got to be a reason. I mean, it's true that that kind of thing always crosses a doctor's mind, but, like, I'm sure it's a liability. It's got to – but can they really be held liable? Well, it's not not a matter of whether or not they could be. It's worth the court costs. 
right? <laughs> like, it doesn't matter if they win or lose. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost them a lot of money if mm-hmm. someone goes super public with, like, I put in my symptoms to a T and WebMD told me not to go and I almost well, died. I don't you know? think it – yeah, I don't because I don't think it, it – it, it never says not to go. It's it's not like it comes up with a big thing that's do not go. <laughs> do not go. It's just it, it gives you an advice. It says how it's treated. It'll say normally this is treated this way. It can be treated this way. And this right. I don't think it ever it, – it, it, the only time it says you should go is if it's like a heart attack or brain aneurysm or or there's, there's a little section little all. section that says when to see a doctor. All right. And then you look at that. I actually don't generally get on WebMD if I'm Googling symptoms. I you just, shouldn't. I Google and then maybe I'll read like a like a journal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do something. that too actually. But no, I, it doesn't stop me from going. Right. It usually convinces me to go. Look, if you're a regular patient, here's my PSA. Look at a reputable site like Mayo Clinic has a lot yeah. of good stuff. Mayo's good. Look on Medscape. That, Medscape. Mm-hmm, that's really good information. And NIH. Can, I've read some stuff on NIH. That's more like studies, though. Mm-hmm. And you know, those are probably two really good free ones. There's some other ones that you might be able to pay for if you're interested, but, I mean, nobody really wants to do that. You might as well just pay to go to the doctor, I guess. Yeah. Now, well, Go, go ahead. No, go, go. go. Well, I was going to say, I mean, I have all these questions now that we're on this topic. Go ahead. Do you, do you get pissed? I mean, speaking of, you know, this last topic, if you go to the doctor and he looks you over, or she, and says, eh, nothing's really wrong, like, you know, let's give this some time and it'll probably be fine, or you could probably just take ibuprofen and feel better. Do you feel reassured or like the doctor did his job or you breathe a sigh of relief and you're like, I'm glad I win, or are you like... I'm feeling ripped off. Like I feel like I should get an X-ray or an antibiotic. Or no, I'm not, I don't ever feel like I'm ripped off. I'd rather not go get an X-ray because that's just more money. <laughs> but I mean, you probably and... go there, and you, I mean, I just get the impression that some patients go there. I tell them that, and they're like, "Why did I even come here?" Yeah. I'm like, "Well, you came here so that I could tell you that you weren't sicker than you really are." I <laughs> yeah. figured that was yeah. why you were here. But I think that's more. I don't think it's like uh, what's the word? I don't think it's in any sort of. Uh, uh, like disdainful way. It's just like, oh man, what a waste! What a waste of a day, you know. Mm-hmm. But I've never, I've never felt that way personally. Mm-hmm. But if you see people like that, yeah, I yeah. just, I, I don't get. I'm not mad at the doctor. I'm just like, I shouldn't have gone. Because normally it's always a struggle with me. Like, should I go? Should I not go? I don't know. And then I'm like, all right, I'll just go. And then yeah, I knew I shouldn't have gone. <laughs> 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 well, now you can go see Ethan. He. Is in he's aren't, in town. Aren't you in an emergency room? No, no, I do family medicine. I don't oh. know if I should say where I am on here or not, but well, I don't I'm know. It's up town. to you. I don't know. Does that matter? I don't know if I have any you can obligations. Doctor Ethan Bayham, if you want to make an appointment, <laughs> make an appointment. I do taking new patients. I do. My current doctor's in Provo, so I. Oh, that's stupid. Why is your doctor? Because I lived in Provo. For reference, it's like an hour from here. There's yeah. doctors all over the damn place. I know, but There's I've one been in the with room him. Right I've now. been with him for since I almost since I moved to Utah. So I just he's got all my. You think he know. he knows your colds better than? No, I just <laughs> no. But it's good. I mean, I don't know. I have a hard time saying otherwise because I feel like if you find a doctor you really trust and get along with, and you build a rapport, then stay with him. I don't know if I moved. If I moved to Provo, I think I'd get a new doctor. I mean, I probably would too, but that's out of laziness for driving. Well, but, yeah. Well, well, it's not laziness. That's just that, and I don't. I don't. You're only going. I like don't every, go that often. Yeah. Like I rarely go. But I have been thinking about because it is kind of a pain to go all the way down there. Hmm. Plus, yeah. I don't. Well, I don't know yeah. if Ethan would take you on. 
But if you're listening, Ethan might. <laughs> Google him. Yeah. There you go. What else? Do you have any other questions for us from a doctor's point of view? That's kind of an interesting yeah, twist. Yeah, we should have thought about that before patient, we started this. Patient talk. Dang. Patient talk. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to think of some more patient questions. I always sit and stew on it in my office after I see a patient. I'll have to actually write it down. I tell you what. I haven't been satisfied lately with your treatment of me. I've been I'm s- not even really treating I've you. been sick for like 65 days. Still? Yeah, I'm still sick. It still hurts to swallow. It's a common cold, man. Just get over it. It's been two months. I've had a runny nose for like three years, and it's just like whatever. That's not the same. I think I'm allergic That's because of your birds. No, I think I'm allergic to dogs, though. That's that could be. Thing. Have you been to a specialist? Not no. that, I mean, you might not even I have really been to, I have teledoc. Are you saying that you're not good enough, that we need to go to a better doctor? <laughs> no, I'm just, I mean, I don't know how many times, my point is I don't know how many times you've seen the doctor. I haven't seen a doctor. I, call, I teledoc. So now we're really getting somewhere. Here. I te- <laughs> Listen, I have teledoc, right? And he, I took a picture of my throat. And he said, you have a bacterial infection. Here's some amoxicillin. <laughs> I started to get better. I actually got better. Did you have your wife take an online pregnancy test? <laughs> Did you? Yeah, you pee on your phone. <laughs> yeah. Did you? I took a picture of my throat. I, I, my chest hurt, so I took a picture of my boobs. <laughs> no, Teladoc is legit. Teladocs have their place. It's a thing for a reason. And So he gave me amoxicillin, and I started to get better. And... And then, so the infection went away, the sore throat went away, and then the infection kind of came back, like a little bit of whiteness again. Mm-hmm. And then I got a cough, mm-hmm. and it's been, it's kind of a dry cough. Mm-hmm. Um, throat doesn't hurt. No, my throat hurts. It hurts to swallow. It, it Actually, sometimes it hurts to chew, like the muscles back here. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know what they are. Glands? Mm-hmm. Something? Isn't that your? I I hate I hate to say this because we, I mean, in the medical field we talk about antibiotic stewardship a lot, and I think you and I talked about this yeah. not recent, not too long ago, where essentially, the idea is that you got to be smart about your use of antibiotics, or we create right. a problem down the road, right? So, but at the same time, if you were to come and see me in my office tomorrow, which now you probably will, which <laughs> is fine, come on over, um, I would probably get you on a slightly stronger antibiotic. And see if that actually improved your sim- symptoms at all. I had that happen once. Well, I went to an Instacare, and he's like, uh, "Take ibuprofen," and it kept getting worse and worse and worse. And I went to my real doctor, and he gave me an antibiotic, and it went away yeah. instantly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing you got to remember go. is it's not always. I mean, an antibiotic's not always the solution, right? And sometimes no. you got to wait for your body to cure it. But you've been going for a long time, and I am a good steward. I don't like to take antibiotics because right. I know that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And I, I think it's been. Probably two years mm-hmm. since I've been on antibiotics. But so the, he gave the, me a ten day regimen. This is, I mean, this can be my plug for family medicine, which is what I do. Right, my job is for you to come to me and me to see if I, if it's something that I know how to handle. Right, and most of the time, really basic stuff, simple stuff, that's fine. Like I can handle that as family medicine, even if you know a specialist could also handle it. Right. In this case, sure, you could go see an ENT, but you yeah. probably don't need to right now, right? Yeah, you could just so get you your go pad to your, out right now you and go to your, write me a... Sure. <laughs> you go to your family doc, and they look at you, and they say, you know, let's do these couple things, and if that doesn't work, come back. And if right. you come back, they probably have something else up their sleeve, and they say, okay, let's try this. I figured the next step was either going to be continue to wait or stronger antibiotic. I figured. Right. So 
And then if those kinds of things don't work, your family med doc knows at least where you need to go. Right. Right? So that's my job. So if you came to me, I would say, you've tried a couple basic things. Let's try a couple other things that might be a little more than basic. And if that doesn't work, then we get you to somebody that really can do more. If that doesn't work, we'll get you to um, doTERRA. And you can take some essential oils, and that should uh, that should clear you right up. I don't. Yeah. Even, I, I would write you right now. I don't even have my pad here. Well, I know you would. I know, but then you'd you'd bill me, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you my insurance card. <laughs> I can't bill you. That's out of my league. See, there you go. That's another thing that. Uh, I mean, you should. Patients think that I know everything about their insurance and what oh. it covers and what it does not. The girl up front I knows don't more. Know. Exactly. Yeah. I just don't know. What happened to I'm going to do my best to treat you with and no regard really to whether your insurance can pay for it unless I know that the treatment no matter what is going to be expensive then we're going to chat about it but like I don't know those kinds of details. So the other day my uh my so Ashley's uncle so my uncle-in-law he's got lots of land he raises pigs and sheep and cows uh and he had a pig that was sick right mm. and they were trying to call a large animal vet and I was like man I'm going to start a business that's at home vets you know, and that gets me thinking, what happened to like at home doctor visits? You know, like back in the day, they have their doctor bag. What, <laughs> what happened to that? I'm sure that if you are wealthy enough, then that is. But it thing. wasn't a wealthy thing. I've done mm. I've done home visits before. Yeah. I think it's probably just the sheer number of people that you have to see. Yeah. Now, I mean, I I'm mean, sure you know, like, to your point, Spencer. Yeah, you could charge a premium. Mm-hmm. Right. And say you don't have to come to my office. Mm-hmm. But. And you can do that. There is what they call concierge medicine or uh, direct primary care is somewhat similar. Although if anybody's into direct primary care, they're going to be trying to stab me through yeah. the mic right now. But um, yeah, you could still have people come do home visits. I've done home visits before for people. But for me to get paid enough to make my time during the day worth it, I have to see more than the six or seven or eight patients right. that I could see by driving to their house. Unless I'm going to charge them you know, an, say an annual fee for their use of my a time, retainer. which is what yes. like concierge or direct primary care is similar, where if, let's say you pay me, we I get into a practice where I say, you give me $2,000 a year, and if you need me, I'll come to your house and, whenever and you need a per me. Visit. Or, and I'll give you my, my private cell number, and yeah. if you have a question, you call me, and if you need me, I'll come to your house. I bet you can make a lot of money doing that. There I'm are people to do it. sure that there, there are, are plenty of those in Hollywood. If you want to do it, Go ahead and Google, not you. I'm like, <laughs> like, <I laughs> Google Ethan, and uh, he'll be your concierge doctor for $20,000 a year. I, I upped it by tenfold. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and uh, a, per, a per visit charge. I got a lot of loans to pay wow. off. Yeah. I'll do it for cheaper if you vote for Bernie Sanders. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, movie trivia. Yeah. Nobody commented. Yeah, we didn't get any comments from the last one. Now, I know what it is. What was it? What's it, the question? Hold on, I want to know. It was a Cuban immigrant keeps getting promoted. Yeah. I think is what, what it was. It? That is what it is. That's the subject of the movie? Yeah, that's the plot. That's the Cu- bad plot explanation. Cuban immigrant keeps getting promoted. Oof. Hmm. I got this one almost right away. Yeah, I was surprised. Really? Yeah. I, I was surprised with myself, to be honest. Because <laughs> the other ones have been really easy that I've missed. Cuban immigrant keeps getting promoted. It's in a, uh, it's, you know, it's a pretty similar industry to you uh, in, in, <laughs> that, in that drugs are distributed yeah. <laughs> without a prescription. Say hello to my little friend. Really? I don't know. Maybe you've never seen it. Hmm, I don't know. Scarface. 
I mean, I know where the quote's from, but no, I've never seen Scarface. Yeah, Scarface. I don't know that I've ever seen it either. It's good. Yeah. Cuban immigrant. Hmm. Keeps getting promoted by dealing uh, coke, cocaine. Are was, you going to do some more today? Those are the people that our great leader is talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but those are Cubans. You know? Do you think? Do you think right before that speech, he he watched an, uh, he watched Scarface and was like, "No, these he, people are doing coke." <laughs> he probably watched like Border Patrol or something. Probably, you know, live PD. You know, the first one that came to mind was Breaking Bad. It's not even a movie. But what's the? Uh, where was he from? The guy that ran Los Pollos Hermanos. Oh, he was from uh, Colombia, I think. Was it Colombia? I thought it was just Mexico. Was it not? I don't know. Maybe I can't remember. Man, what was? Wait, what was his name? Now it's Gus. Gus. Gus Fring. Gustavo Fring. That's yeah. right. All right. He just showed up in something I was watching. Yep. Anyway, I've got a couple more for you here. Okay. Um, this is a pretty big movie. Um, depressed office worker joins cult and destabilizes government. Hmm. Office worker. It probably, sounds like Fight Club again. Probably should have saved that. What? Hmm. It's not Fight Club. No. Hmm. Uh, depressed. Do you want me to? Do you want me to guess? Yeah, you can guess. Joins cult and destabilizes government. Uh huh. Might be a reach. Maybe the Matrix. That is the correct answer. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Um. If you want to consider the sentient computer that. Uses humans for energy, the government. It's absolutely the government. It's the real government. Speaking of a sentient... Anyway, young boy destroys a robot after teaching it to understand love and friendship. Uh, Terminator. Judgment Day. Yes. <laughs> Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Terminator 2. Judges. <laughs> okay. Irresponsible child orchestrates prison ba- break... Of dangerous sea animal, sea mammal. Oh, that's a, that's yeah, an easy, easy one. one. Free, Free Willy. Willy. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's actually Children of the Corn. <laughs> 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 All right. Is this one? Uh, let's see here. Man, I love trivia. Just like sucks, yeah. man. I could do this all day. Uh, let me do. Let me do one more here. I can't believe no one got Scarface. Yeah, maybe no one listened to our last episode. Well, out of the three of us that are sitting here, only one of us has ever seen that movie. You know, a lot of people listen to last week's episode. If you haven't listened, it's one of our highest plays with my mom's story. Mm. All right, here's here's one more for you guys, and then I'll do another one. Uh, Drunken lawyer gets DUI, forced to coach. This kind of gives it away. Forced to coach peewee hockey team (laughs) while getting it on with a player's mom. (laughs) It's... Is it the Mighty the Ducks? The Mighty Ducks. Yeah. The Flying V. <laughs> Wait. Hey. Whoa. 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 <laughs> now that I'm a little older. All right. <laughs> All right. Is this the one for the listeners? Yeah. Um... If you know the answer, <laughs> at the Arctic Pod on Facebook. Sorry. I'm trying to figure out which one I want to get here. All right. This one... Uh... This one might be easy. Terrorist. That's not right. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, I'm going to have you guys guess this one because I don't okay. think this is right. Terrorist still talking appliances to learn how to kill millions. Terrorist still talking appliances. There's only one show with talking appliances. One that I can think of. What is it? The Brave Little Toaster. 
See, that's the wrong answer. That's that's up here as a wrong answer. This is why I think this one doesn't make Steel's sense. Steel's talking appliance. That's the only one I can think of with talking Well, they're appliances. not actually appliances. They're robots. Steel's talking oh. robots. <laughs> I don't know what it is. What is it's, it? It says Star Wars, A New Hope. Steel's talking Droids? robots. Yeah. I guess they're kind of an appliance. Yeah, yeah, but the, who are the terrorists? I, I know this but is... But does he use those robots to kill millions? They produce robots. To kill millions. Well, That's the point of the, this the is a new droid hope, wars, right? So, was the read, the, read, the, read the thing again. Terrorist steal talking appliances to learn how to kill millions. Yeah, because R two had the plans. I guess that's a fair. That's a fair. Did he? That one's obscure. He did. Yeah, that's he, the whole point. R two D two had the plans. Yeah. Mm, all right. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't know. This is, that's the, the point of the entire no, movie. But here's Have you the ever thing. seen Star here's Wars? Here's the thing, okay? Now, this is a little controversial, mm-hmm. but I've always kind of seen the Empire. As the good guys? Well, <laughs> if you think about it, all right, the Empire... If you think about Empire it. Empire definitely mirrors a certain other uh, large military... Uh, right. We just want peace. I know. We just want peace. And the Jedi are kind of terrorists. I mean, yeah, this ancient religion. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just oh, saying. Just through, through your teeth. All oh. right, all right. This is for the uh, the listeners. Dystopian future sanitation worker abandons job after becoming obsessed with women and also weed. All right, we do one more time. I don't know how this is. Keep keep going. Dystopian future sanitation worker abandons job after becoming obsessed with women and also weed. Oh, okay. I think I know what it is. Well, there you have it. At the Art Take Pod on Facebook, if you know the answer to the quote. Uh, I I just can't believe no one got Scarface. But there you go. Unbelievable. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Well, thanks for being here, Dr. Ethan Baham. Anytime, guys. Anytime. Uh, for episode 63 of the Artake Podcast, I'm Brian. I am Spencer. We'll see you next time.